Welcome to episode 14 of the 24-Hour Hustle Show. And today, we got Miss Allegheny County, Sindel Taylor. Welcome to the 24-Hour Hustle Show. I'm your host, Anthony Freeze, and today we got special guest, Miss Allegheny County. Um, I definitely appreciate you for coming on to the show. I know you have a busy schedule. You're moving around a lot. I mean, and to be able to have you come down here is definitely a great blessing, so I gladly and greatly appreciate you for being on, so thank you. No, thank you guys. I'm so excited that I get to be on here. I'm glad the studio is here today. Yeah. I'm able to be here. Um, so even with the busy schedule, thank you guys so much for having me. Studio Me, thanks for being open today. Shout out. Um, shout out, absolutely. Have to shamelessly plug there a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I actually first encountered you here when um, you were doing a shoot before. What were you doing at that time again? So we, last time you saw me, we actually were hosting the Miss Fashion Week Pittsburgh auditions here for 2018. Mm -hmm. So I was Miss Fashion Week Pittsburgh runway for 2017. I actually won the whole state title for that. Mm -hmm. um, and then so we were hosting the auditions here for To Crown My su Successor, which is now Mariah Torres. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I know you've done a lot of great things. So when I seen all of the accomplishments that you've been able to accumulate over time, I was like, I got to get this girl on the show. Um, so once again, I'm definitely glad to have you on um so like we do on every episode of this show let's get into your backstory and kind of your history and your upbringing kind of figure out who you are you know what inspired you what has motivated you um and how did you become you know the woman that you are today um so basically a little bit about me is i actually am from the city of pittsburgh i was born and raised here awesome. i actually grew up in the south hills so i actually grew up in dormont which is literally 10 minutes outside of the city, but mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely a city girl at heart. Same. Um, so, but one thing I think everybody should know about me is that I do actually know how to ride a quad and a dirt bike. <laughs> um, so I do have a little bit of country in me as well. Okay. Um, a little bit about me is I grew up, you know, not, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually grew up not very wealthy. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say we were poor, but I was kind of just like average everyday person. Um, I grew up with mainly my father and my mother, um, and then in sixth grade, it was just mainly my father and my brother mm -hmm. um, that I was living with until I graduated. Mm -hmm. And when I graduated, I actually graduated in 2005 from Keystone Oaks High School, so okay. shout out to my alma mater. <laughs> um, I actually, when I graduated, it was the year that actually kind of started everything. So in 2005, my dad suffered a heart attack and a stroke that actually left him and he is still completely paralyzed on his left hand side. Mm -hmm. And it kind of actually jump started me getting really involved with the American Heart Association and eventually led to my platform now, which is Heart Health Awareness. Awesome. Awesome. So what was like uh, your upbringing like before you even got into pageantry? Um, before I got into pageantry, I actually, it's a funny story, my father was a photographer growing up, so oh, okay. um, I was around photography since I was like three years old. My mom is a nurse, and she's just a phenomenal woman, mm -hmm. um, and later on in life, um, I grew up to know my stepdad, and my stepdad is a mechanic slash just heaven sent. He's just phenomenal. He helps me, my family, my mom, just kind of put everything together, so before pageantry, I was always around um, 
modeling and kind of getting into that movement. Um, but fun fact about me is that in high school, I actually was on the dance team. So all throughout my life, I was a dancer growing up since I was three years old, tap ballet jazz. Mm -hmm. And then I was on the dance team when I was growing up. And then I also played steel drum band in high school. So, and I still know how to play today. So it's oh, really, really cool. Okay. Yeah. It's a really cool, uh, talent that I like to talk about because not everybody can play a steel drum. And uh -huh. especially when you hear about it being in like the South Hills of Pittsburgh, you're like, what? Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so it's really, really cool. And I got into that in middle school. Nice. So, and I still um, play today. Oh, dang. We well, got to break out the drum set or something. We got to see this. I don't this. have my own drums. Okay. Um, they're actually really, really expensive. Um, so I only get to play. There's actually a business here called Steel Pan, and they actually have some workshops and stuff. So if you're ever interested in it, I can give you the information. Oh, pretty it. nice. Yeah, yeah, it's like they have like a play night and everything so anybody can play, which is really cool. Okay. So who would you say are like some of the biggest influences, inspirations in your life as you were growing up? So as I was growing up, I really feel like um, my mom and my dad were two of my biggest influences, but I also had a teacher, um, which was my still drum band teacher. His name was Mr. Monch okay. at the time. And he really influenced me actually later on uh, more throughout my career in high school. And he kind of pushed me and re really made me be inspired to actually become a teacher, which mm -hmm. I am now, um, because he actually never gave up on me. Mm -hmm. um, and he just really inspired me to continue that love for music and passion and uh, really being on stage. He's really the one who kind of pushed me to keep going. Mm -hmm. So what inspired you to get into teaching? I mean, because teaching is definitely something that's critical for everyone to have to be educated. So teaching is definitely fundamental in that. Absolutely. I really think that it started with him. I really saw that he was a phenomenal teacher that he was very passionate and driven about it. And he saw things in me that I didn't see in myself. Mm -hmm. And I knew in high school that eventually I wanted to teach. I didn't know what I was going to teach. I didn't know what I wanted to teach, but I knew I wanted to teach because I wanted to be a voice for a person. And I wanted to be that person that could maybe just inspire one person mm -hmm. to either kind of continue their aspirations or to motivate them to kind of get back into where their flow was. Mm -hmm. And that's really what inspired me to be a teacher. Okay. So what do you teach today? So I actually teach cosmetology. So I actually teach hairdressing. So I teach hair, skin, and nails. Okay. Um, and I teach here locally. Um, and I love it. I love every second of every minute. It's like I said, it's a job that I've wanted for 11 years and mm -hmm. um, it took me a really long time to get there and I have to, you know, thank my husband for that because without him, I wouldn't have been able to go back to school to actually get my teaching license. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually did that and I was very, very honored to be, you know, not only able to do that, I received a scholarship for it mm -hmm. um, and just basically that's what I'm doing now and I love every minute of it. That's awesome. What's some of the best things that you really like about what like what do you feel like is the value that you get out of it the most? Um seeing my student finally get something is probably the first thing that makes you super happy. Mm -hmm. Um and then also seeing them succeed whether it's in getting a job or whether it's um, figuring out what they wanted to do with their budget or something at home, like really just seeing that is really, really actually super rewarding. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So um, take us into the story of, you know, what inspired you to get into pageantry. And also you shared a, a little bit even before the show about even how you met your husband and things, about, and things like that. So get into that story and that, and, and you know, give us some background on, on all those, on all those things. So, um, I'll kind of start with how I met my husband because it kind of leads into the story of how I got into pageantry. Right. 
Um, so my husband, um, first off, his name is Kenneth. Um, he is, he was a former army. He was in the army. He's sergeant in the army, staff sergeant. And we actually met a really long time ago. Mm-hmm. And he actually told me this story because I didn't remember at first. Mm-hmm. And I was just hanging out with a girlfriend at, at night and we were kind of just hanging out together. It was him and his brother and then me and my friend. And we were just all kind of at this gathering talking. Mm-hmm. And basically we just kind of started talking to... that person so fast forward years later him and his friends come into the bar that I was working at and they had been in there months and months before but I'll I'll never forget the night um his friend who is really 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 little um I'm not going to tell you guys his name because I don't want (laughs) to embarrass him but he'll know who I'm talking about Uh was wearing a cheese hat like one of the Wisconsin cheese hats Uh like the Green Bay Packers I'm actually pretty sure he might have been wearing a Green Bay Packers shirt but don't quote me on that okay um, but he was so little, and I just love him because he's a great friend of mine, so I'm not picking on him for his size, but I was so tall because we were wearing high heels, being a server, bottle server, mm-hmm. um, that I could literally lay my arm against him. <laughs> I literally could rest my arm on top of his head. Uh-huh. And he was like, wow, you're really intimidating. So I looked over to who is now my husband, and I was like, wow, I was like, do you really think I'm, in- I'm intimidating? And uh-huh. he's like, no. He's like, but I can look you in the eye. Um, so that kind of started this whole thing, and we exchanged phone numbers, and so yeah, I did meet him at a bar, mm-hmm. um, but honestly, it's been one of the best adventures of my entire life. He actually inspired me to go back to school, um, and actually really helped me through that transition, because I did it at a time where I was laid off from work, mm-hmm. which is, um, I was only laid off for three months. I literally had four months to complete my course in a three-month period, so mm-hmm. it was crazy. So he was yeah. very, very helpful with me being able to go back to school. And when we got married, um, I told him, I said, you know, I really have this passion. I really want to continue to do this, but I just don't know where to go. And he said, well, he's like, whatever you want to do, he's like, I'll support you. So I just kind of looked around at first into beauty pageants. I was like, you know what? I was like, I've been a model my whole life. You know, I'm I'm an advocate for heart health. Like, what could I do? And I just kind of looked around. And the first pageant I ever competed in was Mrs. Um, American Beauty. So I was Miss Pittsburgh American Beauty 2015. Mm -hmm. And I competed at that point. It was like closer to Altoona, PA. And Mm -hmm. I won the interview award, which means I had the highest interview out of all the contestants. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I actually was first runner up that for that pageant. So it was an amazing experience. But at that point, like I didn't really have exactly the passion for it at that point it's just something i really wanted to try for myself mm-hmm. and to see what it was about mm-hmm. um i had no idea anything about pageants so i was like this would be a great way to kind of introduce myself i had an amazing director who i'm still very good friends with she's actually a beauty school teacher as well okay. in the philadelphia area um and i still talk with her all the time and i'm just so thankful that she gave me that first opportunity to really get out there and have this message and have this voice mm-hmm. So right after that pageant, I um, was, again, looking around just to kind of see what what is my next step? Where do I want to go? Do I like this avenue? Do I want to continue to do something else? And I found the Mrs. Pennsylvania America platform. And so I didn't do anything at first. And then lo and behold, like in my inbox, my director actually reached out to me. And her name is Raquel Riley Thomas. And Mm -hmm. I'm telling you guys what, if you ever have a chance to look her up, you need to Google her because she is a phenomenal woman she was a former army veteran herself Mm -hmm. she actually owns her own business and she has six subsidiaries in the pageantry business herself and her and her husband kind of build that together and i really just i cannot be more thankful for the opportunity that she has given me so she actually reached out to me 
and said, hey, I think you would be a great fit for our system. Would you like to compete? And I thought about it and I discussed it over with my husband. And so in 2016, I actually competed as Mrs. Allegheny County mm-hmm. for the Miss Pennsylvania America pageant. Fast forward three years later, yeah. I'm still Mrs. Allegheny <laughs> County and <laughs> right. I'm still competing for the Miss Pennsylvania America pageant. Um, and I'm going to be com- competing again as Mrs. Allegheny County for 2018 um, because I just just decided that no one else can have this until I win. So they're just stuck with me um, for until you know whenever that might happen. Because I just I I love it and I love representing my county. And I just literally couldn't think of anybody else um, to represent my county at the time. And I was just like I can't give up on my dream. Mm-hmm. This is my dream. And so I'm going to be going back. And that pageant is actually in May of 2018 in Philadelphia again. So. Um, gonna bring Pittsburgh to Philadelphia, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, to win. Uh, I may. Awesome, gonna be taking over Philadelphia. Yes. Um. So just a little bit about the pageant too. So 2016. Um. You know, and I don't mind sharing my journey. Is I actually didn't even place at all. Um. So there was about 10 contestants, and the top five are the people who get to like answer a question on stage, and I didn't in place. Mm. Fast forward to last year. Um, I was actually the most awarded contestant. So I was second runner up, which is an amazing feat for me considering the first year I didn't place. Mm-hmm. I had amazing sister queens. I'm still really good friends with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I just love my queen. Her name is Valerie. And I just, I talk to her all the time and she's just phenomenal. I also won the director's leadership award, which is probably my most favorite award. That's basically the director saying, hey, I see what you're doing in the community and I feel like you're a leader and I feel like you earned this. Mm-hmm. And it actually was the award that like really made me cry because I just was honored to have that award. I received the Miss Congeniality Award, which is basically the contestants voting for me. And then I received the Fabulous Face Award, which is kind of like people's choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had four awards of the night. And I, honestly, like every time, like I had no idea I was winning any of these. Mm-hmm. And I was just like literally in shock. And in 2017, my daughter was actually named Little Miss Pennsylvania America nice. 2017. Uh-huh. Um, so I have had an amazing opportunity now this year to kind of teach her kind of how to continue to do what she wanted to do Mm -hmm. and kind of grow into this amazing woman. Yeah. Now it's just running in the family. Yeah. And, (laughs) and, and if she wants to continue to do them, I will help her through that. And I think that, like I said, I really have to thank my director for that because I see what she has instilled in her family and her daughters. And now I can take that and instill that in my family and daughters everywhere, not just my own. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you had the interest in, you know, modeling and, and, and bringing more awareness to heart health awareness. And, you know, you wanted to get into pageantry and you feel, you know, it's been a very rewarding experience. So what is it about pageantry for you that has made it such an rewarding experience? The experience, hands down. Um, and I, I wish that I could say to men, like, I, there are men's pageants. If you ever had the opportunity to want to do one, to do them, because they give you this great experience. So first off, what it does for you is it actually allows you to learn a lot about yourself and where you stand. And it allows you to be your best self um, in multiple platforms of how you look, how you act, how you speak, what you're giving back, what you're receiving. Um, the second one is the amazing women that I get to meet along this journey. I currently now, I believe I have nine other queens this year. And I, like I said, I have nine from the year before and nine from the year. And I'm still, I still talk to every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And so I look to my left and I look to my right and I have 
a, a housewife and a doctor and a lawyer and to see all these amazingly accomplished women standing beside you is just a phenomenal feeling to sit here and say like we have passion and we have something that we want to give back to the community that's an amazing feeling and then you know not last but definitely not least is the amazing things that I get to do in my community. I think that's probably, like I said, it's actually, they're all kind of tied for first place. Like, how can mm. you say one's better than the other? Right. But um, I get to do amazing things. I get to speak, like, like on this show, yeah. you know, because of my title and because of the things that I've done, I've had the amazing opportunity to meet people like Jerome Bettis, mm. Heinz Ward, Charlie Batch. I've had amazing opportunities to be a part of the Heart, um, heart Ball in Pittsburgh amazing opportunities to just get out there and to speak to my community about such an epidemic that is so important and give that a voice to people who have either lost a loved one are fighting for the loved one or maybe just know a friend who's going through mm. heart disease and i think that that's probably the most rewarding experience that you can ever get absolutely and with all those things that you can get from it i mean that's a lot of added value to someone being a part of it so for somebody that wants to be a part of a pageant let's say there's a woman out there that's watching this right now and they are you know they they don't know if they want to quite yet but they kind of have it they kind of have something tugging at them that they want to do it what would you say to them uh to inspire them to get into it and what would you say is um you know what, what, what would you say that would encourage them to you know be a part of it um so the very first thing i would say to them is just do it yeah um honestly i think nike took the mark when they took that yeah slogan. that's like the so, best marketing slogan of all time just literally do it if there's something in you that is telling you to try it you will not be disappointed um so I would say to them after they decided to do it to find a system that fits for them. Mm. So there's multiple different systems and there's multiple different avenues. So there's Miss, which is M-I-S-S, which is probably the one that most people are familiar, like Miss Universe, Miss USA. Mm -hmm. um, that's typically people that are younger, um, typically unmarried, typically between ages uh you know, 17 to 27, depending on the system. Mm -hmm. um, and those are typically for younger women. So then there's MISS, which is MS, which means you can be single, married, unmarried, typically. Um, kids, no kids. It's kind of like the, the um, system that if you don't fit into another system, that's your system. And then there's my division, which is MISSES. And for my pageant, the only qualification is that you must be married. And for my state, um, you must live in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. That is literally the only two requirements other than that. It's kind of like, come in, we will love you, we will take you under our wings. My sister queens are amazing. Like I said, you have a team, you're not by yourself, mm -hmm. so you will never be alone in, in, the, in, in this industry from start to finish, you know. Um, so I would just tell them to do it. That's literally what I would tell them. And if they're interested, you know, if it's not my system, I can help them find a system. I can, you know, refer them to different sisters and mm -hmm. different directors that, you know, they can research it more on their own. Mm. And they even have um, pageants for little ones as well. So they even go all the way down to actually babies as mm. well. Okay. And what kind of challenges would someone may have to overcome in the initial phases if they wanted to do this? So I think everyone is going to have a different challenge. Mm -hmm. um, some people have a fear of public speaking. Mm -hmm. So it would just be getting more comfortable being on stage. Most pageants you are on stage. There are some that you're not on stage. There are some that you can just do virtually as well. 
Um, for some people, it might be a weight issue. Um, I never say um, that it would be, but there are pageants for everyone and every woman of every size. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say you really have to look for their system. For some people, it's because they have kids and they're not married. That might be a challenge for them. Mm -hmm. um, but I was a single parent before I met my husband, and I was able to do some of the things that I was able to do because I had a sisterhood that was supporting me. Mm -hmm. So I would say that the challenges could vary. So it really just depends on really looking at your what else you have going on and figuring out what that challenge might be mm -hmm. and then coming up with solutions on how to kind of make it work for you. Mm -hmm. And a, a good question um, that I want to ask is, you know, why pageantry specifically? Because you can also, because someone may also be looking at it from a different point of view and saying they can maybe do that same exact thing in another platform. But for you, why pageantry specifically? So I actually get that question a lot and it's going to kind of sound a little silly, but I believe in the power of the crown and sash. Mm -hmm. So um, in 2018, local title holders for my state do not get a crown, but we had them in 2017. And yes, I can do this as Sindel, and I have done it as just myself for many years before I became a pageant queen. But the minute you put on that sash, the minute people actually pay way more attention to what you have to say, and they value what you have to say, um, because they now see you as a leader in the community. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really where why I chose pageantry is because pageantry has been able to give me the light and give me an avenue that I was not able to get to just being myself. Mm -hmm. um, and now I have this amazing platform that I'm able to share my message to. And I think that I'm going to have that amazing platform for years, even after if I choose not to compete anymore. Mm -hmm. And those are definitely a great reason. I mean, you've definitely had an opportunity to be on a lot of different platforms. Also, um, a great little shout out. You actually are on the new cover of Inspiring Labs magazine yes. uh, with uh, in Sindel. I mean, um, Shelly. Uh, Shelly Hipsky, uh, who runs that, um, yes. has been able to put you on there. And she's done yes. a phenomenal uh, job as well. So um, you get an opportunity to be on a lot of great platforms yes. as well, you know, just being able to do what you do. So speak on a little bit of, you know, the uh, community service work that you're so passionate about um, with um, bringing heart health awareness um, to that. I mean, because I know your father had suffered from um, issues and complications, and that's why you're so passionate about it. But what are you doing today that, you know, you've been able to serve the community so much in bringing that awareness to? So I do a lot of things. Um, like I said, my main focus is heart health awareness. So a lot of the things that I do is work with the American Heart Association um, with heart balls, getting education out there, teaching CPR hands only, trying to actually benefit people by telling them where to find classes. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm not um, a teacher for CPR, I, you can still help someone learn CPR hands only without being a CPR teacher. Mm -hmm. um, I am CPR certified, so I advocate for that amongst anywhere I go. I'm like, just go learn CPR. They're teaching hands only now, which means you can literally just sit there and give the um, positions and you don't have to do breasts anymore. Mm -hmm. They are still advocating for, you know, mouth to mouth and um, the breasts as well, but they are teaching where it's hands only. So I feel like in that capacity, anybody can do it. I also talk to people about AEDs, which are defibrillators. So learning how that it's not a scary thing. You can literally just power it on and it will tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. um, also advocating for them to be in every school where. I know one of the biggest things that the American Heart Association is doing right now 
that I've signed signatures for, I've come to the Capitol, I've sent video messages for, is where they're actually trying to get CPR mandated that everyone, every child actually learn it in high school. Mm. Now, a lot of high schools do teach CPR in health class, but they're not forced to do it, which is amazing. So shout out to them for actually doing that. Right. Um, but they're trying to make it mandatory that they learn CPR in high school. And I think that that would be an amazing feat. It would. Um, the very last thing that I'm doing, and this has actually been in motion since 2016, and I've been working on it with actually the annual Pittsburgh Business Show, mm -hmm. is I'm actually trying to eventually hold the world's largest CPR class here in Pittsburgh wow. by 2020 and take the world record um, and hold a, the largest CPR class here in Pittsburgh. That'll be huge. And we got that on record. Yes. <laughs> Are you saying that? I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely trying. It's in the works. It takes a lot to do that. Yeah, it takes I can a imagine. village. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, I actually have put the bug in a lot of people's ears. And like I said, I um, talked with somebody who works with the Pittsburgh Business Show that's annual. So we're really trying to get that in motion. Um, and we're trying to get it to the point where, you know, maybe this first year we can just have a class, but maybe the second year we can do something else. Um, so we're really trying to work on that. And she's given me an amazing platform to be able to try to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and if it's not that Avenue, we're going to keep trying something else. I think the mm -hmm. hardest thing about doing it in the city is, um, the parking and the amount of people that I'm trying to have. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's going to be the biggest feat. Mm -hmm. And so we're basically the idea behind it is that the event would be very low cost. Um, and the re only reason why we would even charge it is a uh, charge for it is to try to help offset the free parking that we would advertise for. Mm -hmm. So that basically we would pay to have the parking. Um, so we're looking to have it between like five and $10. So that, that's nothing set in stone so that people can come get CPR certified and then be able to have a CPR certification for two years mm. as well. That's huge. I mean, yeah. you you are truly on the 24-hour hustle. Yes. I mean, because that that's a lot. I, it's I mean, a lot. Yeah, it definitely is. It so, just uh, covers the icing on the cake. Right. You're like, that's just the, the beginning of it. So so with all of that, how do you balance everything? I mean, with have, being a wife and having um, kids as well, how do you balance doing all of these together? Um. Again, I have to go back to shouting out my amazing husband mm -hmm. um, because he's really the yin to my yang. And I, I mean that in probably the cheesiest way that it sounds, but honestly, without a great person behind me and without great people more than just him, I have amazing people like you mm -hmm. and I have amazing people like Shelly in my life. So it, it really takes a village yeah. to do this. And I mean that in all sincerity. I have amazing people it took me a long time to find them, but you know, they're just these amazing people who are willing to support you. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the things that we do is we actually sync everything on calendar. So I don't know if you guys are really familiar with Google. So Oh yeah, use that all the time. Google. Oh yeah, shout um, out to Google. Um, so Google basically calendar. Google Calendar, what they actually do is if you upload your calendar into your email, mm -hmm. you, like you actually email it to yourself, any person can download it. Mm. So what we do a lot is we sync our e our our emails together. So mm -hmm. we are constantly, constantly working on communication. Yeah, I think communication is the number one. Um, I wouldn't say problem, but it's the number one thing we're always working on. Mm -hmm. um, mainly because he is working. He works a full time job. He's going to school. You're right. I have two kids. Mm -hmm. Both my kids are in sports. Mm -hmm. So literally Monday and Tuesday we are doing so certain things for my son. Wednesday my so daughter has basketball. Thursday my son has basketball. Mm -hmm. And you know, so yeah, you're right. Um, sometimes it's to the point where I literally have to. Put in. I have an hour to do the dishes. Yeah. Get them done. Yeah. I got an, an hour to do laundry. Um, mm -hmm. But it's amazing the things that you can get done when you actually sit down 
and uh, look at where fits best. So mm -hmm. I always tell people when they're looking at rearranging their life, think about what you already do. Mm -hmm. So for me, I get up every morning at about 6 30, 7 o'clock, depending on when my husband gets up. He wakes up, he gets the kids ready. That way I can get ready. When I get down, I brush their teeth. Once their teeth are brushed, they're kind of chilling, eating breakfast. When they're getting ready for school, relaxing, I'm throwing in a load of laundry or I'm doing the dishes or I'm mm -hmm. cleaning something up maybe that we didn't get from the night before. Mm -hmm. That way when we get home, normally I actually get home before my husband. So I get home and then since I take the kids to school, he picks them up. So when I get home, I change the laundry, maybe start dinner if we didn't have something planned or if we didn't have something on the crock pot. And, or I get something else done and then we kind of tag team it if we got something else. And mm -hmm. when we get home, one takes one kid, one takes the other kid. Sometimes we do homework together. Mm -hmm. And then we try to eat together, not necessarily always at the dinner table, but we do try to always eat together. And mm -hmm. then we just kind of sit down and say, okay, what's the next plan? Um, so we do work a lot on kind of making it work for yourself. And I think that's the key, yeah. finding out what works. Right. The two things that you mentioned that were huge are definitely having great association, having the right people to be able to work with, because to your point, it definitely does take a village to be able to raise these things up. Um, so having a great association and good people around you to be able to help is definitely key. And then also time management. Having a calendar put together. I know for me, whenever I'm putting things together, I, I have to put it on the calendar or I may forget Absolutely. or it may slip or I may slip my mind. Like you gotta make sure you're jotting these things down because it can easily fizzle out if you got a ton of other things about to come in your way. So, you know, scheduling things and having the right people around you are definitely key. And uh, being able to tag team tag team things uh, has definitely been helpful as well, uh, as you know. Absolutely. And even even for people, you know, watching this show who are saying, well, I'm not married or I'm not in a relationship. I did this all as well when I was a single parent, you know, and again, yes, I had help, but you have to learn to take help as mm -hmm. well yeah. when it's being offered. And sometimes I think that that is a struggle for certain people, but, yeah. you know, being organized has definitely helped me and not everything in my life is organized like that. Um, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you have like, I always call it, you always have like the room that you don't let anybody in, you uh, know, or the place that you don't let anybody in. And that's because it's a mess or whatever. But, um, you know, working on that and knowing that, guess what? Not everybody is okay. Mm -hmm. You know, one day, you know, you might sit here and say, oh, wow, Sindel's an amazing person. She has a lot of things going on. Same thing I can say about you. But at the same time, there might be something else behind you going on that really no one knows about. Right. You know, so... I always kind of think about that too, just because, you know, it might be look easy. It's not always that. Absolutely that. not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I mean, I know even for myself, I mean, having great people around me has definitely been very important and, and I value everybody that's been helping along the way um, because even like you, I, we can't do it alone. Um, so having that is definitely critical. And, and I feel like with some people, being able to build up those relationships is a struggle for people because one of the things I hear some people say is um, they don't know where to meet people or they don't know what you know what to say or and things like that. I know for me, the first place people could start is easily social media. Absolutely, um, you can easily build up you know relationships with people on social media. Actually, that's how we initially started Absolutely. talking. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, so I know even for me, I use social media a lot as well. So that's one avenue people could take. Another avenue people can take is going to network. 
networking events Absolutely. or just events in general, um, you know, to be able to meet people and, you know, connect with the right people and build up the relationship from there and seeing how you can add value to other people and just seeing how you can, can just build something together Absolutely, uh, is what I found has just been very beneficial. I think for me, one of the best things that I ever had was being involved with Shelly Hipsky. Like you said, we mm-hmm. kind of already shouted her all again. Yeah. Um, but She's amazing. She is. And what I like about Shelly is that if she can't do something, she's going to point you in the direction of somebody who can. Mm-hmm. And that's what is amazing. Now, Shelly will help anybody, basically. So, listen, if you need something, that's where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Anybody, man, woman, child, yeah. if anybody can do it, you know, Shelly is a great person to start because if she doesn't know something, she's going to point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So I think having even one friend that might know somebody who might know somebody, that's really where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, another great avenue is my friend Jim Frazier, which you guys probably all know. Jim Frazier, he does Pittsburgh Sports Line talk show. He does First in Town with Jim and Jody. He's uh, basically a football expert, and he's really helped me in the media aspect, introducing me to different people and avenues and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, like you said, just reaching out and finding one person mm-hmm. that – can help you connect with people and amazing people and now you know we're shouting them out right now yeah and they know now too you can do that you know and again it doesn't mean that you need five thousand people start with one right um a lot of people say well how do you how do you have time i have been to one maybe a couple two networking and actually networking events Mm -hmm. a lot of the other events that i do are normally for charity which yes i turn those into networking events too Mm -hmm. yeah Um, every opportunity is is an opportunity network it really just depends on what you're looking to do you know some people are wanting to promote their business i I always say like have a business card even if you're not a business have a facebook page have a facebook page (laughs) um uh, you know, even if you're just a person, like I'm a person, I'm not a business, but I have a business card. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I have a business card is so that I can give people an opportunity of a way to connect with me right. and contact you, with me. You're building a great personal brand. Absolutely. I try. Well. Yeah. Trying. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So. No, you're doing more than trying. You're doing it. So so, um, so those are definitely good tips as well. So where do you see yourself going in the future? Where do you see yourself in the next you know, year, two years, five years from now? What's the legacy that you're trying to leave behind? So as far as for pageantry, I think if I had to sum my legacy up in in a few words, it would be never to give up. Um, I'm definitely the aspect of that. You know, I have had a lot of points in my life where I could have just turned and given up or turned and, you know, possibly had a worse outcome. You know, this is my third year competing, so I'm using hashtag third time's the charm. There you go. That's the saying, so that's my hashtag this year. (laughs) Um, But you know what? Even if I don't capture Miss Pennsylvania America. I've already captured something. Mm-hmm. And you always have to look at that positive outcome. And I know that whether or not I actually walk away on May 5th with a crown or not, I'm still walking away with my crown. You mm-hmm. know, every single person is born with an invisible crown, man, woman, or child. Mm-hmm. You just have to learn where it's at. Yeah. Um. So I think that would be if I had to sum it up in words. But really, I just want to tell people that you can do this. Whatever it is you want to do, you can do that. And then moving forward in the next five years, I actually am looking at starting up my, my own nonprofit charity. Nice. Um, and I want to kind of in, intertwine a few of my loves uh, for networking, passion, heart health, and just giving back to the community in general. So mm-hmm. I want to start an event that provides free haircuts to, that, like I already do, for mm-hmm. women, children, veterans, homeless shelters, um, things like that. So basically what I want to do is work with a lot of the schools that are in the network that are, they're already doing these things and just 
just give them an avenue for to do that and kind of do that as well as myself. So that's that kind of the next couple of steps that I'm working on. That is awesome. And uh, I, I, I can't wait to see those things roll out. Thank you. Um, because you have a lot going on. And uh, like I said, it was one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on so I can actually learn myself. Thank you. Because prior to this show, I knew nothing about pageantries or anything. And I definitely been educated, definitely Thank got school you. today. So, um, and even if I always need to go back and re relearn something, I can always come back and Absolutely. watch this episode again, as well as other people. I think um, the biggest thing is that people have a misconception about pageantry. They think that, you know, the women are just doing it for the beauty aspect, but normally in pageantry, everybody has that passion and, and they really want to give back to the community. And these are amazing women. I mean, we spend time training, advocating, in the community, some, some of us are married, have wives, have kids. Some of us are married, have no wives, no kids. But I think there's just a misconception in pageantry that it's all about just the beautification part of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, I love to get dressed up. That's probably, you know, like I said, icing on the cake, but uh -huh. it's really more than that. Yeah, it absolutely is. And that's definitely what I've learned. Um, because like you, like you said, there's that misconception that is just about the looks and everything, but there's definitely a deeper um, servitude that you want to be able to present and and let people know that you know we're we're more than just you know trying to be pretty um, and I and I think you definitely gotten the point across on that because you're definitely doing a lot of good things um, for the community and doing a lot of great things for people and uh, that definitely shows and and your leadership shows as well I, I can see it in your characteristics for sure um, so uh, so where's the best place people can get in contact with you whether if somebody want to like your page or reach out or be able to help uh, uh, you as well with all the things that you're doing in the community so so basically on all social media you guys can find me at sindel pgh that's s-i-n-d-e-l pgh if you want to follow just my pageantry pageantry platform sometimes i can't talk either <laughs> um you can just look me up mrs allegheny county america on facebook as well um so everywhere you guys can find me is literally so simple um, Sindel PGH. Please do not like the Mortal Kombat character. That is not me. <laughs> Although you probably yeah, could fight you, like one. Yeah, I probably could and I love her. Um, but normally people always ask me, is that where I get my name from? And that's uh -huh. definitely not the case. So. Right. Yeah, I get the same thing with that, my name. People most think like Freeze is like a nickname or yeah, something. Yeah, Mr. Like Freeze, that. we had that whole conversation yeah, yeah, about yeah. Batman. Exactly. And I, I just I, I just think you should stick with it because I oh, personally yeah, absolutely. love Batman. I mean, I have to. So, you know, just be like, yeah, Mr. Freeze, that's where I got my name from. Exactly. Um, so I'm a little older than Mortal Kombat, so I don't know if I can go for that. But I think the origin of my name is just as cool. So yeah. I, did you ever hear the story? No. My name? No. Let's, oh, my gosh. Let's share. Okay, we have to talk about this real quick. <laughs> so actually, I was named from a movie. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Conan the Barbarian, the very first I've heard one, of it, with but Arnold I Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So there's an actress who plays in that movie. She has really long blonde hair. Uh -huh. In the movie, her name was Valeria or Valerie or Valeria, something like that. In her in real life, her name is Sandal Bergman. Okay. So that's who I was named after. She played in all that jazz, a bunch of different movies. Last year, during my pageantry reign, she actually came to Comic-Con. And really? it was my life goal to meet her. Because really? I was like, I got to know where this girl got her name from. I yeah. have to meet her. I was named after her. Uh -huh. So I go up into Comic-Con in Monroeville. And I'm talking to, I, at that point, her bodyguard. And I'm like, I, I really need to, to meet her. I'm so excited. I was like freaking out. I'm calling my mom. I'm like, Mom, I'm about to meet her. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I go to tell her bodyguard. I'm like, you're never going to believe what my name is. Mm -hmm. And so he thought my name was uh, Valeria from the movie. Mm -hmm. And I showed him my driver's license. He's like, no freaking way. <laughs> 
so he's like, Sandal, Sandal, you have to meet this girl. She's like, okay, just give me one minute. She's like, he's like, you're not going to believe what her name is. And she goes, oh, it's, it's Valeria. And she's like, he's like, no, look at her ID. And I have the exact same name. Uh-huh. Um, so of course, you know, I had to get my mom, uh, a signed autograph. I had to get myself a signed autograph mm-hmm. and my dad. So I actually finally got to meet her and I was just so humble to finally meet the person I was named after. Mm-hmm. So of course I asked her, well, where did your parents get the name? Mm-hmm. And her name came from a book called Tilly and the Bean. So I'm still on an adventure to find out where the actual origin of my name Uh came from. Because now I have to contact the book director (laughs) and find out where did they get the name from. Right. Um, So it's pretty cool because, you know, to hear the origin of where it came from. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was was really probably one of the best points of my life actually getting to meet her. That's awesome. awesome. And we look a lot alike too, which is really cool. (laughs) I got to Google search this now. Yeah, you have to. I have a picture of her on my Facebook of when I met her. She's really tall. She's short blonde hair now. Um, she's just stunning. She's gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you definitely have to Google her because she's, she's phenomenal, especially in the movie too, when she was a little bit younger, but that's awesome. It was really awesome. To yeah. Meet her. So as we wrap up here, um, is there anything, um, that's, you know, maybe on your heart that you want to share or something that you want to promote? Um, at this point this is kind of, you know, the floor is yours. Um, honestly, you know, guys, I just really want to say thank you guys um, for having me here, Studio Me, for allowing us to be here. I'm, I'm really very humbled to be in this position. Um, you guys have no idea how much this means to me. Um, heart disease affects one and out of every three people, especially African-American women and Latina women. And it's something that's really close to me in my heart. And this is where my giving comes. So... If you guys want to come and support me or find me, if anybody's in Philadelphia, please come out to my pageant. It is May 5th at City Center in Philadelphia. Find me on Facebook. Give back to your community. Learn CPR. um, And honestly, just be very grateful for everything that we do have because, you know, we could definitely be in a worse situation. So basically, just thank you guys. Thank everybody in your life who's ever helped you and everybody who's helped me along my journey. Absolutely. Well, we definitely appreciate you being on. We can definitely do a recap video uh, in the future because I I already know you're going to accomplish a lot of great things. So I I can't wait to see those things come out. So, uh, yeah, as uh, as we wrap up the show, now that we know what Sindel does with her 24 hours, I want to know what you do with your 24 hours. Definitely like, subscribe, turn on notifications, comment down below, and we will see you on the next episode.